Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and thank you so much for joining me on my daily teaching podcast, Grace to Your World. You know, the more we understand God's grace, the more do we find ourselves empowered to change our world and to live the overcoming life. Now, with that being said, let's get into today's message and grow in our walk with Jesus together. It's a paradoxical thing in a way, because it's only when you depend on Him, it's only when you get down on your knees and you depend on Him, glory to God, that His power can work on the inside of you. Remember, uh, to renew my strength in the Lord, what that means is I'm exchanging my weakness for His for His strength. I'm exchanging my inability for His ability. Well, that means i got to realize, I, I, you know, in my own flesh, I'm weak. Okay, uh, so since I'm weak in my own self, I'm going to depend on a God who lives on the inside of me. And I'm, I'm going to depend on this God who is strengthening me with His might and His ability. I'm going to I'm going to depend on this God, glory to God, who's working in me, who's transforming me, who is even now at work on the inside of me, you see. And so it's His power, guys. It's not our power, you see. And so, God wants to do exceeding and abundantly above and beyond as He's working on the, on the inside of every single one of us. Church, say it out again. God is working in me. God is working in me. God is working in me, you see. Now, God doing exceeding and abundantly above and beyond, guys, I want you to understand, He is going to apply, again, to your inner purpose or your primary purpose as well as your secondary purpose, your outer purpose. Remember, your primary purpose is always going to be, first and foremost, I'm becoming more like Jesus. Secondary purpose is you doing whatever it is He's calling you to do. We were also referring to this last week as our inner purpose and our outer purpose. And oftentimes we say this verse, and it's okay, there's nothing wrong with it, but what comes to our mind is the outer God's going to do exceeding and abundantly above and beyond, you know, whatever it is I'm believing God for. And that's fine, guys. You want to believe God for big things. But remember, as we shared with you last week, before God can do a mighty work through you, child of God, He first wants to do a mighty work in you. And so your primary purpose comes first. And so in context... You know, guys, this ministry is all about context. i got to show you the context of a scripture. In context, what he's saying here is he wants to do exceeding and abundantly above and beyond in us, as in transformation. He wants you to become more loving than you could ever have thought you could be, (laughs) child of God. He wants you to be more generous than you ever thought you could be. How is he going to do that? By working in you. So he does exceeding and abundantly above and beyond in us. And then he does exceedingly and abundantly above and beyond through us. So in this verse, you see the inner purpose, the primary purpose, and you see the secondary purpose as well, you see. And so sometimes what happens is we find ourselves in a season where it feels like, Alex, I'm just waiting for the Lord to come through. Alex, I just don't see the promises of God yet. And oftentimes you need wisdom and discernment here that's going to come out of your relationship with Him where you just got to realize, man, you know, sometimes it's like, well, yeah, you know, maybe I need to do something here. Maybe God is asking me to do something and I'm just not doing it. Or, guys, sometimes what happens is we're in this, it feels like a waiting season because God is doing a work in us. You see, we don't always like that. We, you know, we live in a microwave society, so you just want everything, you know, right then and there, you know. 
Alex, I just want to be, I just want, Alex, he said, God wants me to be prosperous. Alex, where's my money? You know, <laughs> where's my stuff? You know, hold on. If that's how you're thinking, can I lovingly tell you, child of God, maybe God wants to do a little bit of work in you first. Maybe God wants to do a little bit of work in you first, you see, because sometimes God wants to do something in our lives, but we're just not ready yet. And, and, and God loves us so much, guys, that He knows that he, if, 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 if He would give us what we're praying for, like right then and there, we wouldn't be able to handle it. It would destroy us. You know, and so sometimes you got to be able to know, well, I'm still believing God for this promise, but God is getting me ready. God is getting me there. He's working on me, you know. And so I'm just going to focus on my relationship with Him. Because remember, your, your fulfillment should come out of your relationship with God. And then what happens is everything else is going to be the added stuff. You see, yeah, God wants you to prosper. I want you to understand that. And I'm going to teach on this whenever He tells me to do it, guys. Um, that God wants us to, to have more than enough, not just for the sake of it, but so we can be a blessing to other people, so we can sow into the kingdom, so we can, you know, contribute to the gospel being preached around the world. But are you ready to handle it? Because God doesn't want you in bondage to anything, so He's not going to give you something, and now, you know, you got the money or whatever, and now you're going to stop trusting God because you got the money, guys. You see? He loves you too much to do that to you. And so oftentimes, God is working in us, man. He's, he's preparing us. And guys, I have a feeling He's getting us ready for something. I have a feeling He's getting the church ready for something. And I, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta be willing to be in that season, you know. You gotta be willing to be in that season. And so, relationship with Jesus is what it's all about. Performance versus alignment. Alignment, I want you to think alignment, relationship. Not alignment, okay, here's the list of what I got to do. No, alignment, relationship. And what happens through your relationship with Jesus is heart transformation. When you have an intimate relationship with Him, He's going to transform your heart. And now watch this. We're just kind of using a few terms now interchangeably here. You can think alignment, heart transformation, because that's really what it is. Alignment is not behavior modification. Alignment is heart transformation. Let me read to you again the definition of alignment that we have here, that we've been sharing with you throughout this entire series. Let's read it again. Listen to it once again. Alignment is the proper positioning or the adjustment of the believer's thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions. I want you to notice that's heart transformation. You see, like every week in the series, we're peeling away another layer of the onion and today, what I want you to see, guys, is it's heart transformation. So, 
Alignment is the proper positioning or the adjustments of our thoughts, attitudes, words, and actions in relation to people, situations, activities, and possessions. That's hard transformation. How are you relating to people? How, how are you dealing with a person? You know, you can't, you, you just don't, you know, you just don't like them, you know. <laughs> you know does it cause you to kind of, you know, make some quotations from the book of Gus? You know what I'm saying? Or... You know, they just kind of get the better of you. Man, Alex, I just feel this thing coming over me and I just feel like I gotta let them have a piece of my mind, you know? Uh, you know? Or can you say, well, yeah, that's just them. You know, God's working on them. They're a work in progress like all of us. <laughs> uh, yeah, they need a lot of work, but but yeah, you know, some of us need more work than others, but um, <laughs> just saying, uh, Alex, I'm just saying, uh, but I'm willing to let God do the work <laughs> on them. You know, is, is that your reaction? You know, that's, that's going to come out of a transformed heart. How am I relating to people, to situations, man? How am I dealing with issues that, are, that come up? Do I go into panic mode or am I going to speak the word of God? We were sharing about this in our Bible study on Wednesday. Am I going to speak the word of God over a situation? How am I relating to activities? Maybe there's some activities I don't have to be a part of anymore. Only God can tell you what those are. Maybe there's some activities he wants me to, to be a part of. You know, one child of God, only God can tell you what those are. And how am I relating to possessions? Am I looking for validation in possessions? Or, you know, do I just enjoy possessions? God doesn't mind you enjoying possessions, guys. God doesn't mind you enjoying uh, possessions or, or having money. He just doesn't want you in bondage to, to, to any of that. And again, as well as in relation to God, how am I relating to God? Am I putting up phoniness and religiosity? Or do I have an authentic heart-to-heart -heart relationship with God? And so that's all hard transformation. And then it's the aim. Here's the aim of it. With the aim of God fulfilling His purposes in the believer's life. He's got a purpose for us, guys. He wants to fulfill those purposes. And, he said, and, and, and the definition says, in harmony with the right people. He wants to bring the right people into our lives in the right places. There's some appointed places for us, guys, in the right ways and at the appointed time. This is hard transformation, and then it's the fruitage of it. And that's the very essence of the Christian life I'm trying to communicate to you here today, guys. That's Christianity. This is not religion. This is an intimate relationship with a person. The only person in the world, guys, who can meet the needs that you have. Because here's what happens. If you don't know it's Jesus who's going to meet these needs in your life, then you're going to look to other people. Then you're going to look to your spouse to, to make you happy. <laughs> yeah, guys, I got news for you. It's not your spouse's job to make you happy. You know what? The purpose of marriage is not to make you happy. No, it's not. I know there's these cute sayings we got, you know, you complete me and all of that. But hold on, guys. <laughs> Uh, the Bible says, I got to speak the truth in love. The Bible says Jesus completes us, you see. And so marriage is not two half people who need completion. That's what the world says. And then what happens is the world realizes, well, that doesn't work. And so that's why they all, you know, that's why there's so many divorces. Because it doesn't work. So marriage is not two halves getting together. No. No, man. Marriage is... Two people who are complete in Christ, getting together, sharing out of their completeness. That's marriage. That's God's design for marriage. But when you don't know that Jesus is the one who completes you, then you're always going to look for that completeness in other 
things. I went through seasons in my life, guys, where I was always trying to find it somewhere else. Man, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be the successful person. And then I'm going to be important. And I'm going to do all these things. You know, I was looking for validation. Man, I'm going I'm to be in the entertainment industry. I'm going to make a lot of money. You know, I was looking for security and money. Can I be real with you guys? And it wasn't until I really understood this relationship aspect that it became real to me, guys. There's not a religion in the world that can do this for you. There's not a set of principles that can do this. It's only a person. The only person, guys, who's qualified, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. You see, religion, self-help, performance is going to tell us that we have to do this. Alignment. I'm talking about alignment. Yet the Christian life is all about a God, depending on a God, who's working on the inside of us. He's transforming our hearts. As He transforms our hearts, He aligns us. Now, our participation is required. I'm going to get, in, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get into this here in just a second here that uh, we do have to, uh, of course, participate here. And I love this. In fact, you can turn to St. John chapter 6. St. John chapter 6, verses 28 and 29. I'm going to read it in the NLT. I love this because people always say, well, Alex, 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 this is so nice of you. Oh, but Brother Alex, we still got to do. You know, Brother Alex, we must do. We cannot just sit around all day. We got to do, we got to do, we got to do, we got to do, we got to do. Do, 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 do. Guys, you know, what we want to do. Do, 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 do. Okay, well, let me do, 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 do. Give you something to do, do, do. Someone says, Alex, are you okay? I don't know, guys. I just, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was just coffee I was drinking this morning, but I don't know. You know, guys, it's just, ah. But anyways, guys, it's okay to have some fun, okay? It's okay to have some fun, church. All right. Uh, so, so we always think we got to do. Let me just once again give you something to do. You want something to do? In fact, I'm going to let Jesus give you something to do, man. He's going to give you something to do. <laughs> Here's what you can do, 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 do. Okay, watch this now. Yeah, so St. John chapter 6, verse 28, there were some people coming to Jesus. They just saw him, you know, do these miracles. And they were like, man, this is awesome. Dude, I want to do this too. Man, let me do some miracles too. So they said, hey, Jesus, what shall we do? Notice he says here in verse 28, they replied, we want to perform God's works too. Here's the big question. What should we do? Well, Alex, if we're not performing, then Alex, what are we going to do? Well, let's see what Jesus says. Uh, Verse 29 uh, says, Jesus told them, this is the only work. Guys, if you have a, your Bible, if it happens to be this translation, okay, underline only work. See, they said we want to perform God's works, plural. Jesus says, no, 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 this is not plural. This is singular. This is the only work God wants from you. What is it? Colon. This is the only work God wants from you. Colon. Believe in the one he has sent. That's the only work, guys. And so, how does this Christian life work? It's heart transformation. I'm not doing it. I can't transform my own heart. I mean, that's why we needed to get saved in the first place. Okay, so, how come religion has us thinking, guys, that, well, 
you know, you, 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 you can trust in Jesus for your eternal salvation, but when it comes to living here on this earth, it's just going to be you doing. What? No, hold on. That's not, that's not how this works, guys. Remember, we were sharing a few weeks ago, too, that as you've received Christ Jesus the Lord, so you, in that same way, you are to live your Christian life. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. And so, I believed on Jesus that started my life as a Christian. Now, he's telling me, this is how you're going to, this is what I want you to do. Now, Jesus himself was saying this. He was saying this during his earthly ministry. And now it applies, of course, to us as well, here on the other side of the cross, he was telling them to simply believe in him, and he calls it the only work. How can this be? Could it be, guys? Could it be, guys? That if we believe right, we will live right? Could it be that this Christian life is all about right believing, but that religion made it all about right living? Performance is, is, um, is doing. In other words, it's flipped upside down again. You know, right living is important. You, you, you want to live right, but the right living comes as the result of your right believing is what we're trying to say here. And so what does it mean to believe on Jesus? I think we're going to get more into this next week on uh, Easter Sunday. Uh, believing on Jesus means, guys, that we continue to look to his finished work on the cross. Guys, the reason the Lord puts it on my heart to take communion here online is not just for the sake of doing it. It is because I want to remind us all that everything in my life as a believer, as a Christian, is rooted and founded in the finished works of Jesus Christ. You see, the more that I look to what Jesus has done for me on the cross, and what did he do for me? Well, on the cross is where the great exchange took place. Romans 6, 6 tells us that our old nature, our old self, our old spiritual uh, man, that old spirit person who was spiritually dead to God, glory to God, was crucified with Christ on the cross. That's a spiritual truth that the Holy Spirit imparts to you or makes real in your heart the moment that you get born again. You see, and so, and so that old nature is crucified now. So what you want to do is you want to look to the cross and you want to remember every time you do that old me is crucified. That, that old fearful, insecure me is, is crucified. I used to be very insecure, guys. I used to be very shy, very fearful, you know, but, but that old self is crucified. That's no longer who I am. You see, you see that's, that's crucified. That's how I look to the cross. Now, the more that I look to what Jesus already did for me on the cross, guys, here's how this works. Praise God. The more I look to what Jesus has done for me on the cross, the more is the Holy Spirit of grace going to work on the inside of me. And what does the Holy Spirit do, guys? The Holy Spirit takes the work of the cross, the objective work of the cross that Jesus accomplished 2,000 years ago at Calvary. Okay, he takes that, and what he does is he applies it in the heart of every born-again believer. This is how you got saved. This is how you got born again. He said, Lord, I believe what you did for me 2,000 years ago. Well, the moment you believe, glory to God, Holy Spirit made it real in your heart. What he did was he crucified that old nature, glory to God, and what he did was he imparted a new nature into your uh, born-again uh, spirit. Now, here's the thing. Flip over to Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. God now started this good work when you believed in Jesus, <laughs> and he wants to continue this work. He's not done. Uh, somehow we thought, man, he, he's, he's already done. He ain't done with us, guys. 
Notice what he says in Philippians 1.6. He says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, guys, question, when did he begin the good work within you? That's when you got born again, right? That's when you got saved, when you became a Christian, when you started following Jesus. He began the good work within you. Now he says, I'm certain he's going to continue his work where? Well, within you until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. And so, when Jesus comes back, he says he's going to have us ready. You see, somehow religion says, you ought to be ready right now, and if you're not ready, let us condemn you. You ought to be ready. Why aren't you ready? You know, that's religion. <laughs> but, but, but the gospel is, no, he started the work, but I'm still a work in progress. Guys, it's okay to be a work in progress. It's okay to be a work in progress. Now, you say, well, Alex, Jesus said the work is finished. It's finished. But there's a difference between it being finished and it being in manifestation in your life. Let me say this again. There's a distinction between the work is finished and I'm seeing it in my life, in manifestation. I'm seeing it in my day-to-day -day activities. It's finished in the Spirit. In my born-again spirit right now, I'm as righteous as, as I will ever be. In my soulish realm, however, it's still in progress. It hasn't fully manifested yet. How do I know? Because if it had fully manifested, you would already be like Jesus. And at that moment, you would no longer need Jesus because you'd be like him. Yeah, the issue with religion is, religion tries to have you be like God, but without God. Well, that doesn't work, guys. That doesn't work. You need him. And so, because we need him, is still in progress. Is it? And he said, I didn't come to condemn the world. God said he, he sent his son not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And so, guys, how come that we think when we fall short, now we're going to be condemned by God? The work isn't finished. Guys, all, every single one of us, we're a work in progress. <laughs> I'm a work in progress, guys. I, I make mistakes. I fall short sometimes, Okay. So, so we got to understand that. You see, I never want to be a minister. I never want to be a, a pastor where you think, man, uh, I'm perfect, because I'm not. I don't know everything, guys. If I don't know something, you know what? I'm going to tell you I don't know. Uh, there's stuff about this Bible I don't know. I don't have a revelation on it, but you know what? Here's a cool thing that happened to me, guys. God said, well, Alex, I'm not asking you to teach the stuff you don't know. <laughs> I just want to teach. I want you to teach the stuff you do know. You see? And so, I'm a work in progress. You're a work in progress. God is working in us. Say once again, God is working in me. God is working in me. God is working in me. He's working in us, guys. You see, but here's the deal. Every time that we now try to throw in our performance, we are cutting short the work of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is never going to overwrite your free will. If you're trying to do stuff on your own, He's going to let you do that. Uh, he's going to try to get your attention and get you to try to see this doesn't quite work, okay? But He's going to let you do it. He loves you that much, child of God. He's going to let you just kind of do that. But what you want to do is you want to come back to Him. How do I come back to Him? By having an authentic heart-to-heart -heart relationship with Him. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubin. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. Be sure to join me again on our next podcast as we continue to grow in our understanding of God's grace 
Now to learn more and to access the full-length audio of this and other teachings, simply head to graceworldonline.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision Partner or how to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, visit graceworldonline.org forward slash give. Now I pray that you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life, and I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.